listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text our show on 8.12.15. That's 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio webby. Morning, Frank. Morning. 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 You got rid of the Dalek thing. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. You know, sometimes you speak and you're not, your, your throat's not quite ready for it. Yeah. I mean, that often happens to me during the day. When Does you, it? You know, if you've just got up and not... If I've been grumpy during the school run or something... Happens to Theresa May during the conference. It did, did. <laughs> I get it. If someone... If some people who I don't know, obviously, speak to me in the street, and I don't know they're going to speak to me, so they suddenly, suddenly go, all right, Frank, and I go... <laughs> I just, I just, oh, oh, do yeah. you know what's awful about that? Yes, I said awful. It's their one encounter with you, Frank. Yeah. I know. You've got to make that golden, Yeah. But if you're not expecting it and your voice has gone into a sort of arrest mode... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not your fault, well, Sometimes it? it's just... Uh, like that, I say. <laughs> and then uh, I've always thought that they're, they're in the pub that night saying, I saw that Frank Skinner today. He's... Um, he won't have any... Uh, he's got no use for consonants. <laughs> I think they just say he's quite weird in real yeah, life. Yeah, they probably do, but, you know, it's like, don't spring it on me, give me a chance. <laughs> I want to talk to you, but I need a ramp. <laughs> uh, I, I I had a I was a um, I've been filming this week. Oh, oh. Uh, yes, <laughs> and um, I was sitting in the in the uh, r- room, the chambre verte, verte. <laughs> yeah, chambre verte, uh, <laughs> the green room. And uh, yes, they, we, yes, we get it. Do they say chambre verte? Is it verte? No. Is that what, what would they say? No then? one's ever said that before. What would you? What, <laughs> well, what do they I, say? Then? I suspect the green room is potentially um, an English colloquialism. No, no, but if they said the green room, colloquialism in France, wouldn't they say chambre verte? No, they just go sit over there, <laughs> shut up. Okay, so anyway, I was in there and um, over my, I was talking to uh, the guests on the show and I, over my shoulder I heard someone say, um, Frank was in great form tonight. <gasps> and I thought, come, come on! on. <laughs> really raised me. I looked around, it was my manager. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he's paid to say that. Did that mean, that didn't mean as much to no, you? No, of course not. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. He's, what else can he say? He's sincere. Well, he might have been, but... Um, yeah, but if he was... And it's don't, a bit like when your manager likes your posts on Instagram or Twitter. Well, that's just no point, you know. It's, you know, there's a sort of like which you're paying for. <laughs> right. And, yeah. um, um, well, there's many varieties of that. But, uh, <laughs> let's not discuss them all on breakfast radio. But, yeah, I was, I, was, I was up and then I was down. But, you know, also people pay for that at, uh, I don't yeah. know, Alton Towers. Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, the rising and the lowering, they love that. Yeah. They'd have made great um, 17th century witches. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have loved, they loved, they got that. They never really, the, the docking stall never really... Uh, Went into the commercial world of uh, never the theme off, park. To be honest, well, yeah. it did take off, and then it came <laughs> came down again. So the idea is you were held under the water. Is that, well, I think they just took you down and brought you up again, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was a big deal in medieval times, um, getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yeah. Oh, they didn't like it. Is that where the phrase "you're in hot water" comes from? 
Um, no, well, it was an enforced, water. repeated swim, wasn't it, essentially? And it wasn't nice. Ducking stool. Oh, worse things. Mm. 8, 12, 15. Is yeah. today's show going to have, like, a medieval torture to <laughs> no. theme? No, I don't, I, I don't even thought of it. If so, I, I hope we're going to play some Iron Maiden. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> That's a, a excellent work. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I remember I um, the first time I met um, Ricky Ricky Wilson. He's I worked said, with them all. He's worked yeah. with them all. I yes. said uh, I really like that Julie, 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 Julie. <laughs> <laughs> and he said uh, it's Ruby. Uh. I said yes, um, <laughs> whatever, Ruby. <laughs> He was quite. He was sort of pleased that I liked at least the melody. Oh, good! You can't learn yeah. the whole lyric. No, you can't. No. It's too much no. to ask. Exactly. I was. Um, I, I went to a gig last night. I saw. Uh, I saw the comedian Tim Key. Oh, excellent! Friend <laughs> oh, of the yes. show, I think. The Soho Theatre doing How a thing that? called Megadote. It's actually really brilliant. I'd very much recommend it. It's at the Soho Theatre. In fact, I think after I invited him to come on as a guest next week. <laughs> Did I don't you? Know if, yeah, okay. I think, I think that's all supposed well, to go we'll, we'll through see, the producer. We'll see you then, uh, Tim. <laughs> but um, I'm not holding him to it. It was, you know, it was, it, it was after you know post show excitement. Yeah. It was uh, what I call we, we, plans, Frank. We were yeah. both a bit, both a bit giggly after the show. Oh, good. And it, and it went anyway. He was. Uh, I don't think he'll come. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I tell you, by the way, some I did. By the way, I had um, I took a pocket full of uh, kumquats. <laughs> did you to the gig? Yeah. And um, have you ever took kumquats to a gig? No. It's weird. Say, it's a weird thing to do. You say, I think. you say it's weird, but you know. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. If that's weird, what about the life of Alistair Crowley, the diabolist? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, they, I just had, I, I got a big fruit bowl this week. Whenever you start a television, I'm filming oh. room, one, room 101 at the moment. You get a big fruit bowl day one, nothing day two, incidentally. But anyway, <laughs> um, so the big fancy fruit bowls, they mm. always fill in the gaps with kumquats. Kumquats <laughs> is the sort of cement. Right. Yes, in they're the like routing, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, lovely. And I, I, in case you're not familiar with a, kum, a kumquat, it's, uh, it's like a tiny orange that you eat peel and all first time I heard of him was a WC Field sketch when a blind man goes into a shop and asks for kumquats and then walks around smashing the whole place up trying to find oh, I him love that with his sketch. stick <laughs> couldn't do it now of course we didn't know yeah. we didn't know <laughs> they're anyway. quite um, bitter they're they? a bit bitter. acidic blind men but that's because no. they're peel- <laughs> outrageous <laughs> yeah. you'll get us thrown off air at this rate yeah you can't generalise like that I'm not saying not some of them aren't all of them <laughs> you can't generalise not all no some of them are cheery yeah because <laughs> Stevie Wonder he's up constantly up um Anyway, oh, um, wow. you know, they're just like everyone else. They're different. <laughs> anyway, so I had, uh, I suppose I had seven or eight kumquats in my pocket. Oh God, that's a lot. What, you ate them all, did you? What, is it now? Is it now? Over an hour, I think, the show, hour and ten or something like oh, that. Two every five. 15, ain't bad. <laughs> What's brilliant about them at a gig, as you say, they, they are, they're tart. 
They're very tart. I like that tartness. Because you, you don't normally eat the peel. It's meant to be a bit bolder with the old peel concept. I'm thinking I might take on a tangerine. Good for you. Imagine eating a tangerine peel and all. Would you go orange? Indirect. I know orange. <laughs> One step at a time. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, um... I, um... What I like about eating a, a, a tangerine or a satsuma peel and all is that they are now sold on the strength of being easy peelers. And it's flying in the face of, of that. Saying easy peelers, yeah. but you know what? I'm still not peeling it. Yeah. I love an easy peeler. I'm referring, of course, to that policewoman I went out to. <laughs> and so, um, I love the nod of recognition. Yes. Out there. So anyway, um, they're like, great uh, for ginks. Lemons? Because Potter? Lemons? No, no. Too, okay. That's too much. Okay. <laughs> um, but the kumquat, at a gig, they're silent. And that's what's great. It's, there's very few things you can eat oh, that don't right. make some noise. Like, you know, um, it's not also, a I, I, they were in the in pocket itself. of my fleece for extra silence. <laughs> <laughs> so I just took them out straight in the mouth. All Proper the activities. snacks, isn't it? Yeah, all the activities going on inside your closed mouth, so no one knows. And very the pips, good. I just. Um, yeah. Just uh, left them on the uh, on the floor in the theatre. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Well, it's all right. Hang on, you. are there pips in the kumquat? Oh, yeah. Oh, I you didn't know that. You can't just have them. You can't just have them. Pardon? You don't want a kumquat tree growing in your belly. Is that the no, concern? That'd be ridiculous. I don't want to eat pips. You don't just eat I've got international You're representation. Peel. <laughs> You're eating peel, but you're worried about peel, pips. Peel is... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? I'm eating peel and rejecting pips. I might as well take the whole thing on. <laughs> oh, it's like marriage. You can't, you know, you can't cherry pick. It's kumquat pick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, pocket full of kumquats. That's the secret. I hope that didn't just cut out on someone's radio halfway through. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'll tell you why I think Tim Key won't come on next week. Because <laughs> I did, I I broke the comedian's code. Uh oh. Somewhat. I don't know how you are with this, Al, but um, <laughs> post gig. But I, I did that. Now. I did that thing where I said, uh, I actually had a, an idea for something you could do. Did you? Yeah. You know, sometimes you watch a comic and they say something and you think, oh, God, if you'd have said blah, blah, then it would have got a big. But with your own act. If you yeah. do that and it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But if I think... Yes. He knows I'll be in now, another, you know, in a week's time to see if he's added it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's another <laughs> but it did. Gone. Afterwards, I don't think our friendship will ever be the same again. It's an awkward moment, isn't it? Oh, I think I hate it when people do it to me. Hate it. Do you? What is this hate helpful it. advice? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's tips. sort of suggesting is something you didn't think of, but I've thought of. Yeah. Mm. And also, it can depend on where you are in the process. Like, I think his clo- his show's either finished or quite a close to yeah. finished work yeah. in progress. So if someone does it too early, <laughs> it could be like, well, I would have thought of that in three days if you'd just yes. shot. Like, now it's always going to feel like your joke if I do it. it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You don't want I, I, that thing. I've well, the good thing is, he can come on the show, now that you've asked him, and we can talk about we it in a very non-embarrassing air. environment. <laughs> just right. like when we had Alex Horn on. And, <laughs> and I call, you called him Alan. Yeah. Yeah. He, won't, he won't come on. He's, uh, he'll be furious. He's still furious. He'll wake up furious this morning. I should think. Fighting drunk, he'll be yeah, when he wakes up. Yes. Anyway, it can't. 
You don't want people saying I've thought of something you haven't thought of. I hate, that's why I hate inventors. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up about it. Um, I um, I'm 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 doing a bit of. Am I doing some name dropping? Have I name dropped yet today? I suppose Tim Key's name dropping. Yeah. Um, Alan Horn, we mentioned. Um, I was the, um, the chap from the Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, I was. Oh yeah, I was talking to Charlie Brooker this week. Nice, lovely. And I noticed something which. Um, it's something I'm not. I'm not that happy about. Oh, no. in, with the English people, I noticed. I didn't pull him up on it, but he it's says. He, sa- he says. He uh, says. What are his listening? He says cigarette. All oh, right. Instead of cigarette. That's a bit nineties of you guys having a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> he says cigarette. Do you know when? It's I. I all. I blame David Bowie, basically for it. Do you remember? Yeah. Time takes a cigarette. I'm sure everyone in England said cigarette with the stress oh, yes. on the et. Yes. And I still do. But now people have started saying cigarette. Yeah. And that's wrong. <laughs> okay? I'm finding it weird to listen to. Why? <laughs> just, it's, you can you hear the difference? I can hear not, the difference. Not very well, no. You can't. No, I know. So it's like you would say, oh, cigarette, is yeah. how one would have previously that's said That's how English it. people now, say it. It's, a, it's the slightly more poetic, as you say. It's I David think it's Bowie's an American the- thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yes. You haven't done the second one, though. Well, oh, sorry. Cigarette. Cigarette. Yeah. Cigarette. No, cigarette. Cigarette. (laughs) That's in Time Takes a Cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard the song. You should say Time Takes a Cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't. It's what I believe my father would have called an American corruption. Much like invite versus invitation. Yes. There you go. Well, exactly. I, um... It, it's. I mean, he's a, he's a lovely man, and and very talented. It hasn't put me off him. Sometimes I've been working out recently. Um, as, no, you you older, you? as you get older, as you get older, not that. <laughs> as you get older, you've got less time. So um, you need to yeah. work out. You need to get into not liking people quicker. Yes. So <laughs> a filtering process. Yeah. So yeah. I've, yeah. I, there's yeah. a few key words that put me off people. Now a generalisation. Oh but, yeah. What are they then? Well, atheist. I've turned a part of it. <laughs> no, I don't. That's a way of life that puts me off. I like people. that, though. If, if I was put off by every atheist, I really would have no... Oh, I'd well, actually that explains it. <laughs> I'm going to say in response to what Al said, a word that puts me off people, which is touche. Oh, yeah. A man said that to me once, didn't get past date one. Well, a guy said to me the other night... Um, Oh, he said, um, thanking you. Oh, oh no, come on. <laughs> come on. Anyway, my main... I'm oh, sorry, the, the fez is burning a hole in my... I want uh, to know what the word is. Well, it, it's actually... It's, it's almost a grammatical. It's to do with plurals. OK. Anyways. I'll come back. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Uh, yes. So, um, it's to do with plurals. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like when it's more than one of something. I know what plurals yeah. are, okay, I'm yeah. just helping, helping everyone out. It's very pluralistic of you. And... Uh, <laughs> There's, I suppose they're at both ends of the scale. At the, it's when, when someone says, um, I'm going out for a few beers, that really puts me off them. 
Why? Because <laughs> beer I'm happy with, but something about beers... Really? I think I, it's broken Britain to me. What to do with the fact that they're planning on getting drunk? No, no, because beer obviously can be expanded to an enormous amount. So but you could I, say I'm, I'm going out a couple, for a few beer. Add a couple of beers. <laughs> I'm going out. If you're going to say it, going out for some beer. <laughs> so no one ever oh, said I see. that. You, you would prefer them to use the fashion singular, well, like a jean. So. Have a few beers. And the other one, it's at the other end of the more at the toffee nosed end of the scale, is when people say they like film rather than films. <laughs> oh yes, I don't like that. <laughs> no. I know then that person will never be my friend. <laughs> so, so we can save each other a lot of time. Yeah. Film. And if I tell you, if, if, you're, if you're unsure, hand someone on some sort of pretense, hand them your jacket to hold for a second. Mm. And if they hold it in such a way that there's a high risk that stuff can fall out the pocket, Oh, then yeah. they can never be my friend. No so, foresight, you see. That's a friendship deal breaker. Mm. I, I'm not a big fan of me thinks either. Oh yeah, me thinks. That's a, yeah. I don't mind it in um, Shakespeare. Yeah, no, in everyday life. I don't life. mind exactly. If someone from you know the Tudor or medieval period used it, I wouldn't judge. But how often do you meet those people? Yeah, <laughs> especially in a world where we've got iPhones and Siri to do our thinking for us. We don't need me thinks anymore, do we? So, social comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, though, you know what? You will um, reprimand me for saying things like I always say. Star Wars. Yes. And you say it should be Star Wars. Is Indeed. Right? No, yeah. yeah. Um, or well, most people say that. Stephen Gerard. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> Gerard. Yeah. It, that's weird, Frank. Makes sound like a cabaret act. But haven't we all got those? I had. A, yeah. When I was a, a, a well, as a kid, I was obsessed with American comic books, and me and my um, cousin used to read them and and he oh, world's finest he always called world's finest <laughs> <laughs> always and i'm on about into our teens and, and now people must have corrected him but people stick with it yeah Loss, superman's girlfriend was lossy lane <laughs> <laughs> where did he get lossy from that <laughs> i got attacked the other way i mean verbally attacked i said um and i said waft there was, so, there was oh, a, right. a certain waft of perfume. Yeah. And this young woman said to me, what did you say? I said, it's just sort of waft. She said, it's waft. <laughs> yeah, I would say waft. I well, said, oh, maybe it's a sort of, you know, regional thing. I say, um, you know, you say waft, <laughs> I say waft. Let's call the whole thing. Mm. And she said, no, it's just wrong. So... Well, it, st it stays with you. I was in a bank queue once, and the gentleman behind me, I must have been about 18, he referred to me, I, he was angry with me. We had an argument. We had a disagreement of some sort over yeah. the queuing process, and he referred to me as a feisty category C swear word. Oh. And for the rest of my life, I've pronounced it feisty <laughs> because of that man. Oh. See, I'd have thought that and would have feisty. put you off it if no. you associated it with him. I don't think I'd encountered it that often, and I just thought, well, that must be the right way. Feisty. Not realising it was a sort of a street pronunciation. Oh, was it? Oh, I see. I got mm. condemned for saying bumping cars the other week. <laughs> bumping cars? Yeah, apparently you can't call them dodgems now. Okay. Yeah, I've always thought of them as dodgems. Really? Yeah. But some are very simple about bumping cars. And bumping cars, I think if, if you did meet someone from medieval times, they'd get that. Yeah. They'd be dodgems. You're not trying to dodge them, are you? You're trying to ride into them. 
Ergo. Ergo. Ergo is one of mine. Sorry, it's all gone a bit. Is that one of yours? Yeah, it is now. Oh, okay. You're having that. Ergo. <laughs> You're a bit light, light review on Ergo. I think it is. Methinks. Yeah, what is it like? It's hot in it. Is it hot? <laughs> it's really hot. I'm really clammy. I need. Oh. Um, Clammy. And you know those little mini fans you can get? I need one of them on a stick about 18 inches long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, have those in white mischief. Mischief? Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> mischief. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Well, on, the, on the subject of uh, everyone pronouncing something a little bit weirdly, Yeah. I think I might do it with the word Wednesday. Because my mate Dan always says that I'm pronouncing the middle bit. That yeah, you don't need, you don't. Need you it. show the D a lot of love. I think that might be. Is that unusual? <laughs> I'd say Wednesday, and I'm saying Wednesday. But I yes. think you're right to say, uh, yes. say that. Well, I'm in the same way that. that the R in February should be pronounced, I think and I'd rarely do that is. as well. Yeah. Well, you're you're such a stickler for detail, Al. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I even pronounce silent letters. It goes right to a fault, actually. <laughs> As I think I've pointed out before, my dad used to say um, etiquity for etiquette. Oh, did he? And oh. Somerset Matham, the writer. Oh, but I kind of love that. Yeah. But, uh... Well, hopefully they'll do a out friendship with me based on it. Oh, I had an idea. You know, occasionally I come up with an idea for an invention. We should have a jingle for an invention because everyone, I think, has oh, yeah. got one good invention yeah. in them. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I got... How about this? Good morning, Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> inventive people. <laughs> It'd be a robot invention or something. Invent- elephant you. socks they invented. Did they? Yeah. You know elephant socks, you. Those things that Japanese... You see, the schoolgirls wear those really big oh, socks. Oh, yes, you think, I used to wear those. Some socks that fit you, but they're called elephant socks to look like that. Oh. So what's the invention, then? I had an idea. I was thinking of... <laughs> I saw someone taking their dog for a walk. I wanted this, to know how. She had her moving swiftly on her. Oh, <laughs> <I think laughs> sorry. <laughs> taking the dog for a walk, and the dog was going... <laughs> 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 and uh, I... I what well, the last dog I had was the same. Mm. You stay really, pu- really pulling on the lead. I'd kill for one now, just to get me up hills. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that thing's so annoying when you go out. And I, my idea was if you could bring in ear piercing for oh, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Just and waiting then, for the switchboard to light up. And then, <laughs> and then you can connect the lead to, to the earring and then the dog wouldn't pull. You're, what do you mean? I think they might still pull. Well, they might. They, they wouldn't pull if it was on their Let, earring. Let's, let's investigate this. <laughs> God, God knows I've cleaned this idea up quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the difference, Frank, in your mind between the neck and the ear is what that it would be a well look we can all if I put a collar I find when I'm wearing a studded collar <laughs> I can basically lean my own weight into it and it'll take it because your neck will yeah. take quite a lot of um, stuff but if I couldn't lean my earlobe will take virtually nothing right maybe I've just got weak earlobes Mm. You know, but I think I, if if I had a, a chain in my ear, I would not pull. I would walk gently because I, I know the risks. Well, it depends on the dog, Frank. I mean, with the yeah. Basset Hound, 
you know, they've got a big ear. That's well, that'd be like having one of those extended leads. <laughs> <laughs> with a basset. I th- honestly think it could revolutionise dog walking. I mean, these people who dog walk for a living, you see them with seven or eight dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could have, like, the bitch in the middle and then have all her nipples pierced. And connect, connect all the rest of them like, like a big wagon wheel, like a massive wa- dog wagon wheel. Stop him! No, but that, they only need one lead. Oh, think of the money you've saved. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Go on. Emily text me this morning too. No, no come on. No, more than that. But Follow, the, <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Daisy, did you sneeze? That's the least professional thing that's ever happened. Oh, come on, she can't Just... help her bodily functions. <laughs> I was more concerned she was going to hit her head on the camera and on the return journey from the sneeze, you know. Now listen, Davy Lewis has been in touch. His location, would they put their location, Frank, on these emails? Yeah. Normally they might say Lewis or West Bromwich. He says, in the kitchen. Oh, okay. okay. So he's that type of a character. When I was in Ibiza, I saw a chihuahua with its Is he ear a personal pierced. trainer? <laughs> it's all personal trainers ever talk about is when they were in Ibiza. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't have one, but if ever you're in, if you in a gym and you hear someone talk to their personal trainer, they'll all be saying, yeah, when, when I was in Ibiza. And, <laughs> yeah. Who wants that? Shut up. Well, hear Davy Lewis Sorry. out. When I was in Ibiza, I saw a chihuahua um, with its ear pierced. There you he go. He didn't have a lead attached to it, though. I may have had a couple of shandies. Oh, oh see, I don't think it was a chihuahua. Well, Could have been he said Gollum he, on his holidays. He said he did... Well, no, what he's saying is he may not have had a lead attached to it. But we had someone else saying... Um, why not just be a responsible dog owner, this is 457, and train your dog properly so it doesn't pull? It's not hard, it just takes a little bit of effort. If you're too lazy to die, do that, buy a halting, which does the same as your idea without the cruelty element. Hold oh, what? Just a minute, the pierced doggy uh, lead attachment, I don't see what the cruelty element... That is training your dog not to pull. That's the point. No. The dog will feel a little bit of... Of a bit of a, oh no, I'm not doing that again, and that's him cured. I don't think that would work. Come on, oh, I no, think dogs. I do have a halting. Oh no, well, dogs. Dog. Do you have a halting? I think so. Not for me. Um, what do you feel? We just go with my what, is <laughs> what, what is a halting? I don't know. I think it's the type know. of lead that they're like slightly to pull on. There's a whole on. new dog world now. It's not like the Shep days when you Very would let different. them out for four days and they Give just have and mysterious stuff, adventures. Yes. So what's a halting? <laughs> I don't actually know a halting. It's a type of lead where the strap kind of goes under their neck and they just they don't strain against that. Frank, that sounds very you, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is anyway. Sometimes you used to get those, um, like, like, they go across the chest type. Um, well, Ray has a right. harness. Yeah. And he loves that harness. Um, a harness, okay. Yeah. We've also had a Don't little... say it like you've never used a harness before. Have you considered a little cart? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Al. We've also had an idiotic eureka moment. When I did my trawl this morning, this just proves how much fun we've already been having that I haven't read you any of my trawl in the first hour. We should explain that an idiotic eureka moment is when you get something late, when something that everyone else has got. The example I always give is in the BT adverts, Maureen Lippman played a woman called BT, and it never occurred to me that she was called BT because of that. Well, um... We've had this email from Ed Hinchcliffe 
Dear Frank, Emily and Alan, thought I needed to share with you an idiotic eureka moment I experienced this morning. This was last night that I, this email was sent. I've been using computers for over 20 years with little clue as to the origin of the term QWERTY keyboard. Whilst having a cup of tea at work this morning, I happened to glance at the keyboard of my computer and noticed the letters Q-W-E-R-T-Y appear in sequence mm. on the top left-hand corner. Everything suddenly wow. became clear. Brilliant. <laughs> Three wow. exclamation marks. Am I the only person to not know the origin of the QWERTY? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you are it. We all know QWERTY. Yeah, oh. I knew QWERTY. Hinchcliffe! <laughs> it's me, oh, QWERTY! I've come home Let me to your keyboard. Uh, sorry. Um, yes, that's where quality comes. <laughs> yeah, but that's what's great about the um, about the idiotic eureka moments is that is that everyone else goes, "What you didn't know that?" And, it's, and there's it's, always one. Uh, by the way, you were asking about bumper cars earlier, Frank. Yeah. And Alan in Watford Bumping. says they used to be called bumper cars because we deliberately bumped each other due to health and safety gone mad. You're supposed to dodge to avoid whiplash, etc. Oh. Hence, they're now called dodgems. Oh. oh, I see. It's a health and safety. So now that yeah. we're, when we're out of Brexit, we'll be able to call them bumping cars again. <laughs> yeah. Out of Brexit, you know what I mean? Out of yeah. whatever yeah. it's called. What's it called? The, the EU. EU. That's it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've already forgot what it's called. It seems like and a dot is. in the rear view mirror. Um, yes, so that's good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, can I thank Alison Watts, by the way, who um, who sent me two vintage Doctor Who magazines. Mm. Um, I was wow. on. I was on. Um, Room 101 in a, in a see-through folder as well, which she didn't want back, apparently. Who's the uh, cover girl, Davros? No, the cover girl is Elizabeth Sladen. I know Elizabeth Sladen. Do you? Well, not personally, but, well, I mean, I know her work. She, yes. Lovely. It was a whole feature on her. It's a holiday special, is it? <laughs> fact, yes, I'm thrilled to bits, but thank you, Alison. Number 838, reader 838. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Um, I had another idiotic eureka moment emailed. Um, Winnie the Pooh equals we need a poo. That is all. We Al, need a poo. Al, and then it says, I know Al will be the email trawler man. NB praise redacted. Yeah. I don't. We need a poo. I don't think that's correct. A.A. Milne didn't think like Winnie that. Winnie the Pooh. A.A. Milne, he was a very nice man. <laughs> very, very nice man. Um... <laughs> We need, the trouble is with that is how often in life does one say we need a, a <laughs> only the queen the, the queen might say it, but people yes. people tend, might have said it, it tends not to be a community uh, I mean Endeavor. people aren't timed like that maybe when women live yes. together <laughs> who <Goodness> knows me <laughs> I agree I don't think it is I no I, I don't I, no. but a good try there's a couple of people having an idiotic eureka moment as we speak with the more in Lipman as BT. Oh, OK. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Lisa, I'm not ashamed. I'm just pleased it's come to light. Well, it is. It's better than uh, <laughs> don't put your ponds under a bushel. No. Especially not Gary Bushel. Um, 
And then we've got, I think we may have had this before, Paul Wood. He says... Do you um, know Paul Wood? <laughs> no, thanks for the tip. A friend of mine was putting HP sauce on their sausage sandwich. When I asked him why it was called HP sauce, he had no clue. I said, what is the name of the building shown on the bottle label? They looked blank and after a long pause said Big Ben. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, friend. You can't call it BB sauce. (laughs) Okay. What else? What's What's that noise? Can you I think it's just some drilling. Oh, it might okay. be a drone. But, okay. Could drone, drone at the window. Could now, i tell you who's been busy this week, Frank. Trumple Stiltskin. Oh, yes. It's almost like the heat's been off the him dog. and on someone else. Anyway, he claimed <laughs> this week that he... The noise is getting louder. They're, they're here, Frank. He claimed... <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life. <laughs> I'd be one of those people on top of uh, the building. In Independence Day, we're holding up the sign saying "Welcome to Earth" before they zap me into a <laughs> melting. You'd be one of the innocenti. I think you'd embrace the aliens, wouldn't you? Oh, I, I hope so. Yeah, I think you'd get on with them. I'd be glad to embrace anything at my age. <laughs> anyway, he claimed this week that he invented the word "fake." He said um, <laughs> it's one of the greatest words of all time that I've come up with is "fake." Does he mean fake news, the phrase? Though? No, he, he actually, actually mean... said the word fake. Okay. He said, I guess perhaps other people have used it over the years. And then he said, my favourite, I've never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, this is a bit like my dad claiming that the tune to Winter Wonderland was stolen from him. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he said he, he wrote a song when he was a kid, not write it, but he made up a song called uh, You Can Be More Happy If You Try. You can be more happy if you try. He said, I was always walking around singing it, and obviously someone <laughs> heard that and stole it for Winter Wonderland. Yeah. It's fairly unlikely. He grew up in a pit village in the northeast. <laughs> you don't think yeah. there are any music moguls walking no, past? No, you don't. You don't get like Hollywood guys going past on a small stand-up piano on wheels. Anyway, so, so, so I like that. So he invented fake. Okay. Are there three less credible words in the English language at the moment than Donald Trump claimed? <laughs> I think it's just got no power, has it? Donald no. Also, Trump when he claimed. says, I've never noticed that, I've never used anyone using the word fake before, I find that very hard to believe. Yeah. I think. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I think he has taken. Um, sorry, that sound is a bit off putting, <laughs> but I'm a professional. It's I shall so carry on because nothing on. can stand in the way of comedy. <laughs> I think that um, he has certainly pioneered the phrase fake news. I think it was around, but he has picked it up and he has run with it. Yes. A bit like the way Bruce Bruce Forsyth didn't invent either nice to see (laughs) or you. But um, I think it's uh, the skill of rearrangement that made it into something really special. Uh, and it's in a way that, come on, dollies, do your dealing, which is his catchphrase on the price is right. Or the cards. Play your cards right. Right. Bruce, that yeah. net, you can't. If I said to Sarah and Daisy in here, come on, dollies, do your producing, there'd yeah. be an atmosphere. <laughs> oh, if. If not a legal follow-up, I should Whereas, yeah. yeah, exactly. Whereas, Some sort of retribution, Nice yeah. to see you to see you nice, timeless. 
Yeah, <laughs> absolutely timeless. But um, no, I I um, I think he's wrong about inventing fake. <laughs> um, but be, I mean, I must have meant fake news. He said fake. Okay. By the way, I looked up an article about Donald Trump this week, and I had that thing that comes up four oh four. Oh, yeah. Oh, the error. What's that? I don't know what that is. Why is it 404? And also, what I like about it is the formality. An error has occurred in the past tense. It's happening now on my screen. An error is happening. I'm fine with them telling me that, but don't say 404, (laughs) an error, as if I know automatically. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they keep their errors in room 404. Maybe it's Mm. some... We're going to get the techies Satellite TV show in which celebrities put things that have gone wrong while they've been looking up websites <laughs> yeah. into into a room, mysterious room. If any techies do uh, get in touch with us to explain error 404, could you also get uh, in touch and explain the other 403 as well? Just yeah, well, exactly. How many errors? Let's work right through them. Yeah. It's, but it's, I'm, I'm glad you've seen it as well. We're ready. I thought I'd invented Era 404. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Before we return to um, the Donald, um, may I just uh, intervene with some um, website update news? Uh, yeah. 404. I didn't, I didn't yes. want to go- Google error 404. I think the whole <laughs> thing could explode. You're yeah. right, you're right. Don't go down that wormhole, as they say on American podcasts. Mm. Um, 404 is the status code returned as part of the HTTP, the protocol used to communicate with web servers. Wow, God. That and little thing means, you put in at the beginning before the website, everyone. And it means resource not found. There are a number of status codes defined by HTTP, starting at 100, but most of them are handled automatically and not shown to the user. Oh, no, it's getting me a little right. bit hot. I don't want to know. You know, it's like Darren Brown. I don't want to know how it's mm. done. But why start at 100, anyway? Well, if you could let us know why start. No, no, don't. Do oh, go on. It's already too technical. So four, there is no 403. Don't believe no. so. There's no 1 through 403. No. It's like the Mambos, which <laughs> no, I think exactly. David Baddiel once pointed out. What happened to numbers 1 through 4? <laughs> Did he say one through four? He did. Well, he might have. <laughs> did he say across the pond? <laughs> and the big apple? He didn't say the states. Good. I don't like the states. So, um... Trumple Stiltskin. Yes. What I, we're talking I, about. I like the idea of um, inventing... I suppose people do invent words, don't they? I never heard ginormous until Terry Wogan said it. Oh. Do you think that oh. could have been his word? Mm. Oh, wow. The old DG. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Happy days. I like to think I popularised uh, Congratulations, Well Done. I yes. think did. I mean, only on this show, admittedly. I wasn't the first person to say it, but I seized upon it and turned it into a word, much like Trump or Stiltskin. Yeah, I, mm. I mean, I don't think... I, it was I, said as a mistake by David Williams, I believe it was. He meant to say congratulations and well done. <laughs> And then it was seized upon so it became a thing. by Jonathan Ross. And then I thought, no, actually, I'm going to make that a thing now. Mm-hmm. It's a word. I seem to have um, picked up and run with who knew you do about that. things. You are good at who knew. 
That's uh, that's a weird one. And of course, uh, Correzione. <laughs> See, I don't know if Correzione is actually Italian. I don't know either. No, it sounds a bit like, you know. But uh, all good fun, that's I what I say. I don't think I came up with it. I think other people might have used it before me, but I'm not sure. But I've definitely popularised What's up? <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, think it anybody... It does ring a bell. Yeah. I'm not sure anybody used it, it before me, really. Um, and then, of course, the late review. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still... I had a very good um, f- uh, uh, use of a of a phrase. Now maybe this is commonly used now, but Ivana Trump's written a book about yes, raising Donald Trump, and, about, and has been talking about him. And a publicist for Donald Trump said it was just self-serving noise, and I like that. <laughs> I like someone's speech being just dismissed as noise like that. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's in- inhumane. Oh, that's fine. Oh yeah, don't mind a bit of that. What she needs is the PSD and the and the, and the lead. Yeah, mm. saw some out every time. And she would be. Cool. Uh, I interviewed her once, you know. Did you, Nirvana? How oh. did you find her? Um, well, we went to um, we went to the Cafe de Paris after. Lovely. And I thought she was going to be a crazy, not just. What, there me, was an after party. A group, a group of us. Yeah. And I thought, you know, she was. Uh, I thought she'd be a party girl. Having you know had her life, mm-hmm. but in fact everyone was up, um, you know, boogieing, and she just sat there quite miserable. So oh. I said, "Ivana, dance with somebody." Ivana, feel to hit somebody. Was that just an elaborate setup? So it was a totally elaborate setup. Totally elaborate. Set-up. <laughs> I did. Inter- I did interview her. I'll t- I'll tell you the truth of it. After this, I didn't say Ivana dance with somebody. had a, a missive in. Hi Frank, according to an interesting BBC article, 404 has become geek slang for a clueless person. A clueless person. A clueless oh, that, person. That's, uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Someone's a bit page not available. Someone's a bit 404. <laughs> and also Oyster card error codes, e.g. 35, where insufficient funds are on the card, that now means penniless. That's Clive in Letchworth. <laughs> Do you think... Um, the Queen says, can someone get me a cup of tea? And they say, uh, sorry, but we're 404. Page not available. <laughs> well, that's like in Nigeria, where the... I enjoyed that. The, um, the dash system, which is the bribery system... Oh, is that what it's called? ...was ruled out. So with a code, it's something like 416. So it's now called 416. So that's what they call a bribe? Yeah, that's what they call a bribe. So I think that's the numbers. You need, you'll need a 416. Oh, oh, well, why do we even use letters at all? Let's just use numbers. <laughs> mm. We're already doing it with people that text in. I mean, that's... I, yeah, so I interviewed um, Ivana Trump. I mean, really, mm. I interviewed her. Uh-huh. And, we didn't uh, go dancing. She was, no, we didn't go dancing. She was, um, she was all right. I tell you what, she... Um, the thing that sticks in my mind more than, more than anything, this was in the 90s, she may well have changed. Uh-huh. We all have. She needed a bit of uh, border control on the lipstick. Oh. oh, I'm glad you said lipstick there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just panicked. They, you know... Um, you know what I mean, Frank. It went, it went a bit... Um, you know when people... I mean, we've all given our lips, and, you know... It, I believe it's called bleeding. 
Is it? And is some it? people have very narrow lips. I mm. like, you know, um, <laughs> the stur- the sturgeon, uh, the Scottish sturgeon lady. Yeah. <laughs> and Kenneth Branagh. And some Kenneth people Branagh have, Morton you know, Harkett. the ample, the ample <laughs> lip. No lips, Morton Harkett. Who's got an example of an ample lip? Um, every glamour model in yeah. Britain. Yeah. They have um, a big lip. But I mean, Scarlet, obviously, Scarlet, Scarlet, you're, you're I mean, your Jagger, your Jagger's your obvious <laughs> yes. example. Um, but she, I think, I wouldn't say she had a narrow lip. She wasn't satisfied. She was having a lip, a lip sync battle. So was she going over? So she'd gone the up. Line. So the lipstick kept kept oh. going. Yeah, she'd uh, she'd gone over a meter, as the football <laughs> managers say. <laughs> yeah, and and I found myself staring at that a lot. But she was an international skier at one point. So I, I wondered if it might be balm. Was she really? She yeah. was. It was a wow. bit Heroes of Telemark, yeah. She was, yeah. And it's been downhill all the way since. <laughs> Very good. Oh, sorry, everyone. No, I like that. Um, but, yeah, so it could be um, she might keep balm and carry on. <laughs> Is there anything worse than a spoof of keep calm and carry on? Oh. Mm, the actual thing yes, of the keep actual, calm the actual thing. No, I've, I've got something. Keep calm and drink Prosecco. Oh, oh come that. on. If someone buy me that tea towel, forget it. Do you think Donald Trump's would be keep calm and carry on? (laughs) And, of course, the British Hoarding Society is just keep. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. Frank, Warren Collins from Kent has been in touch. Oh, Oh, was a... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Frank, don't you just hate it when people speak to you in the third person and greet you, how's Frank? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and do you not like Frank. that? Uh, well, or whether you, and you say to someone, I'm going to um, Edinburgh next week or something, they talk, and, then, and after it they say, anyway, um, say hello to Edinburgh for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you, how am I going to do that? What's the, town hall, town hall, do you? Any personalising of the town or location I don't like. That's weird People thing. do it on Twitter. I'm afraid comics do it a lot on Twitter. Do they? Yeah. What? Like, um... Or they'll, or they'll say, Hello, you know, London. leaving you now, Edinburgh, it's been real. You've been amazing. Something like oh. that. Like, no, it's a town you've been in. Come on, I think we're fine. It's a city. It is a city. I'm sorry. He knows all the cathedrals. He knows all the cathedrals. That's true. That is. I should have left that because um, (laughs) fifty pence a text. (laughs) We could have got that in. No, I'm trying to save. Trying to save on behalf of our people. Now, listen. um, This book's called Raising Trump. Yes. That she's written as I believe James Harris calls it. She wouldn't have called that if she was English, would she? She wouldn't have called it. Called it. No. No. Um. So it's called Raising Trump, and there's there's quite a few revelations in it that I enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, I haven't read the, the whole thing, mind. I don't think we need to, but there's yeah. some great Some great ext- extractions. Fantastic. Including the fact that they're real, they're real sticklers for time and punctuality, the Trumps. So much Respect. so... So much so that uh, one of the children, I believe it was Donald Jr., Alan, was left on the tarmac. Love it. 
because he was late for the flight. Absolutely love this story. <laughs> Do you approve? I mean, it could have been the rod <laughs> and spoil the child. I've it, said it for years. It could have been either Huey, Dewey, or Louie. <laughs> Finally, um, disciplining a child gets some media coverage. Finally, yeah. I can't hate the man for being on time, <laughs> Donald Trump. This is one of the occasionally that you hear a thing about him where you think, yeah. oh, and that's a good one. Well, leaving mean, the child on the tarmac. <laughs> no, but the bit that gets me is he can't have been left on the tarmac. Like, would he have been at the plane and them going, move, the wing's going to clip you. We're, we're turning the plane now. Step back a bit. The bl- you know the bloke with the table tennis bats who tells them when to uh, move off. Stands, move, move back a bit, son. I'm going to wave me table tennis. They're going to scorch your hair in a, in a, in a little mini suit on his own. What I like, I like the idea of Donald Trump looking out the window and seeing Donald <laughs> Jr. disappearing into distance on standing on those steps. You know the sort of steps to the plane being wheeled away. <laughs> All because he was five minutes late, no, apparently. Not, not five minutes late, not on time, because Donald mm. Trump, Trumple Stiltskin says on time is five minutes early. That's what Ivana Dance with well, somebody you know, says. She time. says the Trumps see early, uh, they see on time as five minutes early. Yeah, but right. I, I want to know how come this child is arriving on its own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you Richie Rich in the back of the limo. Yeah, you carry on, uh, Dad. I'll catch you up <laughs> later. How old are you again? Seven. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Um, so Yes, I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, we need some closure. What happened to the child? Did he then just live in the airport for a year or something until they came back? Well, it's not like it's affected him adversely, as we can all see. Lovely family. Yeah, Phantom of the Airport. He'd be like living underneath the airport. (laughs) Tom Hanks film. With some fabulous idea for an aeroplane that no one, someone had stolen. (laughs) She says she talks to Donald. I don't think I'm allowed to do the accent, am I? um, Which is a shame because it's much funnier. But she talks about she talks to him once every fourteen days. She has direct number to White House. Oh, okay. Apparently. Well, she's the mother of some yeah. of his children. Fair enough. Mm. I think they would still be in contact. Yes, I know, Frank, but she took it too far. She said, I don't want to cause jealousy because I'm basically first Trump wife. I'm first lady. Okay? Yeah. Well, I think that's quite a good gag. <laughs> I wish she'd had that kind of material when she was on my chat show. <laughs> Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 8.12.15, follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. The producer's very tickled by your striptease. <laughs> How tickled well, are you? for the first time. Remark, I should say. How yeah. very tickled. <laughs> uh, can't, can't do that now. Does he, he still use the tickling stick? I don't know. No. What was it? A feather duster? It was. Yeah, basically. That's but not a tickling I, stick. Uh, well, it's from a hardware store, 99p. I don't think you no, could no. use it now. No. Well, it's a bit like it's gone the way of emu in terms of the appropriateness. No, exactly. True. Mm. Oh, God, comedy's hard time. <laughs> it is. Oh, because you can't use a tickling stick. It's <laughs> gone mad, Emily. <laughs> That's everything. It's, it's, I tell you, it's like trying to be funny through a portcullis. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about um, Donald Trump, the president Donald. of the United States. Yeah. Mr. President. A man who uh, leaves his son on the tarmac for five minutes of lateness. But I bet, he, I, bet he was, I bet he was never late again. 
That's a good point. That's what you got to remember. And certainly not for his uh, weekly therapy sessions. <laughs> he had to have as a direct result being abandoned on you the door. You don't want to be having to open up a private jet to let the <laughs> stragglers in. <laughs> Your child. What about when I was flying back from... Um, where did we go? Italy. Yeah, Italy for an England game. Was it on a PJ? It was a private jet. Woo! Uh, well, I didn't pay for it. Uh, it, was a, it was a... Lovely. And... Um, there were some other comedians and they were a bit late getting back so been trouble at the game they'd been kept in the ground mm. and we uh, sat there while the crew said we've got to take off now we can't wait you know, is this that was a deal with you? he was with me but um, a lot of other comics hadn't uh, they were still at the ground so I said well we've got to wait for them and I didn't really but anyway, uh, I, did offici- I did officially, if anyone's uh, writing this down. Yeah. And um, the, the point is, so we've got to take off because we won't get another slot. So they actually took off, they took their luggage off the plane and left that on the tarmac. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's an absolute outrage. I never believe that and never won't get another slot. I mean, it's the air, it's a big place. Come on, Good sort point. it out. Yeah, but you have Good to point. land Just eventually. Use the excuse. You can't just come down in a field, <laughs> private jet or no private jet. True. I've had a few private jets in my time, but what do you expect at my age? <laughs> now, um, the, the, my favourite Trump news of the week was that um, apparently he said to someone that he hates everyone in the White House. Yeah, oh, that, he, he, he did great. say that. That's yeah. great, isn't it? It is. He, and then he went on to uh, clarify, he said, there are a few exceptions, but generally, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to say that I think, I think it's safe to say that he was at that point outside of the White House. I think if he'd been in the White House, he would have said, I hate almost everybody in the White House, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> still like this guy. Like yeah. he, also, you know, he loves himself. He has... The thing about Trump or Stiltskin, he seems to be forgetting he hired these people. I mean, these were his choices. He could have just gone with the other guys. Well, you say that, but I think there's something about his television career that might suggest he's better at firing than hiring. Mm. This is true, yeah. Yeah. He's a good firer. He is a good firer. He's raced through the staff already in his short time in office, hasn't he, if you think about it? Well, he's not the first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that's what you mean, yeah. I I was... uh, I'll tell you something. I don't really have um, hate in my quiver. Oh. You mean you I don't, don't hate anyone? I can't, honestly. I was asked by a journalist once who, actually, looking back, was probably the closest <laughs> I got to hating anybody. I know who that is. Yeah. I obviously don't want to say it on air, no, but it was, it was Simon Seabag Montefiore, <laughs> the now a TV presenter. But he was. He was very. Was he rude to you? Is he the one with the Jerusalem thing? On he the was. Moment? Yes, I can't watch it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was a bit sneery. I see. He was very sneery about Birmingham in particular. Oh, and that's me, a shame. me as well. But yeah, anyway, um, aside from that, he uh, asked me who I hated, mm. and I said I just couldn't think of anybody, and I, I just don't think. I was telling uh, someone about this because I was talking to um, a, a couple of guys I know, and one of them said, "Oh, I love Thomas Newman." Oh. Do you know Thomas Newman? No, no. He's a he make he's a film composer. Uh, oh, okay. Music, oh, okay. Film music, um, and um, and I said, "You don't love him." <laughs> he said, "No, I do. I love Thomas." I said, "No, you don't." I said, "Don't make your love bag too big." <laughs> yeah. Which is a line I've wow. used before. I was going to say, but um, I was classic uh, Skinner. I was tightening a, a dog collar at the time. 
I said, um, don't make your love bag too big. You only want a few things that in your love like bag. That sounds like a country and western song. Yeah. I love it. Don't make Resort. your love bag too big. <laughs> or a bit more with banjos. Don't make your love bag too big. You know you'll regret it and you won't forget it. So don't make your love bag too big. Or no, you'll no, no. end up having to sleep with a pig. Um... So, I think it's true, though. You shouldn't have too many mm. things in your love bag yes. or you devalue the things that you truly love. Yes. So... Gives it, get, leave some room in that love bag. So I said to... And he said, well, you know, I've, he said, OK. He said, I suppose now that you've made me think, he's actually in my really light bag. I said, that's better. Mm. That's more sensible. How big's your indifferent bag? Well, I'll tell you what, I asked him... Um, Mine's bulging. I asked him which bag I was in in his life. And he said, this is what he said, I think think you've got um, one foot in the really light bag and one foot in the dislike bag. (laughs) (laughs) And the the other guy said, oh, well, I'd say you've got one foot in in my love bag. I said, really? Sorry about that. Um, did, I, did I tell you we were human pyramiding on a um, motorcycle display thing that time? No, he said, you've got one foot in my love bag, but again, um, you've also got one in my dislike. <laughs> so, well, um, well, you're fully in my love bag. Oh, my whole radio family's in my love oh, bag. That's nice. I, that's nice, but um, thank you. <laughs> what else is in your love bag? Oh. One other thing from your love bag. Oh, let me think. I'd say Alan Bennett's in my love bag. Alan Bennett. Oh, what about good shout. Al? Um, one thing in your love bag. Mm. Um. Sounds a bit Charlie Brooker then. <laughs> There's nothing. We're going to come back for nothing. this. What's in What's in the cockerel's love bag? <laughs> Eight twelve fifteen. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So I've been thinking about what I love during that song. Oh, what's in your it's love bag? It's a nice bag? song. What's in your love bag? I mean, the problem with a question like what's in your love bag is that it feels really easy to go to cliche and go, oh, you know, I love my family. And like, oh, well, like you're writing ta- a yeah. CV take, or something. I'm taking that as a, as a... It's like putting reading on your CV. Well, that's like, like a collective like, works of Shakespeare and Desert Island Discs. Can't yeah, have yeah that. it's a given. We'll, yeah. take, we'll take that as a given. So, yeah. you know, if my family are listening... I <laughs> know, oh, sorry, that was a... <laughs> not, not a given... It was, my a, family are it was funky, though. Let it, it be known that I love them, but the true answer is butter. Really? Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Like, lovely. My first thought was malt loaf with butter, but then I realised, actually, it's the butter. That's the bit that's really hey, nice. That's a good, that's a, I like that. That's a good laugh. Hey, what's oh. in Frank's love bag? I'm just thinking we could have discovered what was in <laughs> Al's love bag by holding a buttercup <laughs> under his chin. <laughs> we got butter, we got Alan Bennett. I wonder if the, the Nazis, when they were um, questioning people and they wouldn't tell them whether they liked butter, <laughs> they had that, yeah. always had that up their sleeve. I don't know if that yeah. was one of their questions, was it? I've never seen their question. Like and see butter. <laughs> I think they had other fish to fry. Well, if, if, if they asked me that, I'd be edgy. Would you? As to what was coming next. <laughs> like and see butter. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Said, mm, Where's this going, guys? That's his button. Um, what's in my love bag? Well, you know, Doctor Who. Oh, I would say who, yeah. Um, Wild West, the Wild West. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, comic books. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, 
um, Anglo-Saxon history has been uh, tugging at the strings nice. of my love bag. Oh well, I've got the tu- I've got the Tudors in mind, obviously poking oh. out. But so, you know, but but I I I just think it's uh, I don't mind being in in people's um, dislike bag as well. I think that's just life. Really? It's yeah. life, isn't it? Yeah, life. Life, come on! <laughs> Ooh, life. She gets a lovely outing on this show, Desiree. Ooh, <laughs> we had uh, a missive in via the the Twitter forum from someone called Dense Insensibility. He has uh, a thought here called hashtag My Invention. You can contact any driver by email. This is his invention. Yeah. Their reg number is their address. You tell them what you think. Their choice to open mail. Oh, so it's like an email address. He said, it's a thought for an invention. I thought of it as a chap clumsily cut me off in traffic. So a bit like a how am I driving, but for yeah, everyone. For, for We're all allowed to say. Exactly, for civilians. You're driving either really well or yeah. really badly. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Or if you take yeah. a shine to someone at I the know, lights. But that's the trouble <laughs> with it, isn't it? Well, I you think just it might have been misused. You just you reject. So? No, you have to decide whether to accept them. And then you could get into a nice conversation. I'd Your choice to open the email is what he says. I'd quite like to send an email that just said, well, where do you keep your tools overnight? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Um, we're talking about our love bags. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are... Um, Basically, your, cold. your theory is there's, um, <laughs> there's only so much love to go around and I don't just, yeah. stuff in... I think the, it's great that people have... I don't have a hate bag. Good do you for you. Not? I honestly don't. Do you know, I don't think I do these days, Frank. I did when I was younger and foolish. Mm-hmm. But well, I, but Paul from Belfast has been in touch about his love bag mm. and he says, in my love bag, Larson cartoons, roast lamb. Brilliant. Love that. Now that, you see, they... What a see, great love that bag. makes them really special. And I bet there's somebody else in in the readership that's thinking, oh, I like Dilbert cartoons and mint sauce. You know, they're, they're similar but not the same. But maybe yeah. love bags would be a great be a great title for a <laughs> um, for a dating agency where people yeah. uh, you you might not take everything in someone's love bag, but um, if you have like you had certainly not several, the first date several now <laughs> exactly <laughs> you might not have your sharpie. <laughs> Anyway, I think that'd be a good way of finding out whether you are compatible, wouldn't it? Compare love bags. Yeah. It's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. I yeah. like chunky knitwear. You like chunky knitwear. Yeah, I like their second album. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Well, I tell you, we haven't talked about my favourite story this week, which is the um, the macho marsupial. Oh, <laughs> I oh, know exactly who oh, you're big, talking about. The big about. kangaroo. The big roo. The big boomer. Wow. He was a... I, I mean, if you haven't seen the big kangaroo... Basically, Get a, blo- a bloke just saw one having a... Was it like having a... He swimming. was having a bath. He, he was in a, a creek. Big... I mean, the shoulders on the kangaroo. Buff. Really Calm down, loves. Really, obviously no, the slightly, the slightly uh, unnerving small arms. He was but hench. The, yes, the arms are small, arm aren't they? Yes, he'd skipped arm day. Do you but think that's was... the other uh, kangaroos say? <laughs> it doesn't. He, he, he will not do a press up. But yeah. um, 
He was flexing his muscles like the world's the, strongest man. So the, there's a photo of this on him. The traps, you know, like the... Is that what they're called? The muscles that yeah. go from the neck to the shoulder. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're called traps, I think. Oh, OK. Oh, man. I always think of those as the dandruff slides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was... It's interesting, though, because, as you know, in our new status as uh, Nostradamu FM... <laughs> yes. ..where someone sent you the week and said you always seem to be predicting things. Only last week I was talking about... Um, if you remember Billy Wallaby. Oh, yeah. Um, which is mm. what I accidentally called Holly Willoughby. <laughs> and uh, this week, uh, the world's gone marsupial crazy. That can't be a coincidence. No, I don't think so. But it's what a creature. Yes. <laughs> Could totally he have possibly been working out? Well, Either I don't that think or so. the I swimming. mean, they're muscly characters, the, the ruse, aren't I know, they? I've never seen one like that before. Though. What about when they do those boxing matches? Oh, well, do they still? I think well, they box? Nobody's taking him on. Well, no. I don't know. Floyd Mayweather. Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> a real possibility that's the next Floyd Mayweather. Put enough uh, money fight. on Floyd will be there. <laughs> that would be slightly more serious than the last fight. <laughs> Can you imagine the psyching each other out during the way <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> do they still box kangaroos? And guess I don't what? Think they do. They do. And you know what? That ruse got on his pouch. Next so. gen. Oh yeah. Next gen ruse. <laughs> Next gen pouch. That that uh, ruse didn't that... have a belly pouch on him. His love pouch. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Do they do kangaroos still box professionally? Eight, twelve, fifteen. It's probably been stamped out by the. Well, I don't think professionally, but they've got like it the in them to brigade. box. That's no, how they fight. It used to be a big thing. You could pay. Yeah. You could pay to go to um, watch kangaroo boxing. No, you're all right, thanks. But you know, are you trying to light up the switchboard today? No, I'm not. Not at all. I just want to know if it still goes on, and if so, how can I get there? Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So this rue yeah. was discovered by Jackson Vincent. Yeah, okay. He was a gardener, apparently. Well, I thought he was a solicitor. <laughs> he was taking his dog for a walk. And the reason that the rue was flexing its muscles in that very macho Simon Cowell-esque manner yeah. was apparently they can get quite threatened by dogs. They're a gentle creature. The room. Yeah. That one doesn't look gentle. That it one doesn't look gentle. Oh, no, they are. There are very few fatalities from the ruse. This is the joy of the animal kingdom, isn't it? That, um, like, a big creature can be scared of a small creature. Like a roo, that mm. size, six foot five and weighing 100 kilos plus. Yeah. And, and hench. Phew, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> um, that roo can be scared of a dog. Like, I mean, how thick is it that it's scared of a dog? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, it's like elephants being scared of a mouse. Stupid. <laughs> is, is there such a thing as kangaroids? <laughs> I wouldn't well, be on the roids. Which is sort of steroid, especially for have, marsupials. He might have some roid rage. And they get those muscles. They only eat cod, really. Cod? I don't know. Apparently the, there's <laughs> one photo that... Cod specific. <laughs> they do, do they go to uh, Mr Cod? <laughs> the, uh, the popular fast food shop for kangaroos. Yeah, how do you know that they only... How do you cod? like? The cod father. The, I... co the cod father. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about kangaroos because I was raised in Australia. Oh. Thank you. I've been to uh, Kangaroo correct. Island. Right. Have you Did ever been there? Help? I haven't, actually. What's Kangaroo it Island is... Um, 
It's an island where lots of kangaroos live. Did you go to the you like? And there's a section of it which is um, like the kangaroo graveyard. And weirdly, oh, when the kangaroos know that their time, you know, is they're slipping away, they move to that part of the island. Oh, do they? Oh, an anticipation. Yes, like really, a little retirement home. Really? For kangaroos, well, they're not very they just short, short period retirement. Well, it's the halfway house. Right. Yeah. Scary. How do they know? Clever creatures. Made me think of when I moved into radio. (laughs) 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 No, but it's a very spooky, uh, very spooky thing. The other thing I love about the Rue is uh, they don't produce any, I'll put this delicately, methane. They don't. No. I bet this guy does. I mean, does. they're the dream date. <laughs> Muscles like that. This guy. No methane. Really? I yeah. never knew that about the roots. Yes, he it's must true. be. He must be. <laughs> we don't know the side effects of kangaroids. <laughs> exactly. Does he if get kangaroid rage? If he's on the protein shakes. Kangaroid. Kangaroids sound like very bouncy <laughs> hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> if there is such a thing I couldn't sit down I, I slopped down on my chair I, I bounced 20 feet across the auditorium Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio Absolute Radio I know we're talking about the uh, the roidy roo but Frank... might not be roids. Might not be roids. It might no. just be okay. um, protein shakes and some sensible compound exercises. Yeah. For all and we and know. a bit of turbo cud. Two eight four has been in touch to say, Frank, you'll relate to this. My hate bag consists purely of the number eleven bus in Birmingham. Oh, that's. I think that goes to Quinton. How does it? Oh, yeah, uh, okay. down the ugly. I think it goes down the ugly road to Quinton. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Philip Larkin. It's a, night, it's a night bus, though. <laughs> so, you know, the night bus can be a, oh, can anywhere be a, the a night dark theatre of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> I think he used to get my night bus. Uh, Kevin Rowlands, ex-his midnight runners. Oh, there you go. He's worked with them all. And he... Australia used to be... It's a place I think of as being very big in the 80s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it's you're mass- right about massive. that. massive. Remember, it was neighbours. It has got that David Van Day about it. Yeah. yeah. I saw a show, um, there's a show called Countries, Where Are They Now? Oh, yeah. And it was on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still going, apparently. Still, still going. going. Still working. Yeah. Still but going. But not like, not like the glory days in the 80s. No. It, there was an, I read that there was a quote from an academic who they asked him about the... He said that they're good swimmers, kangaroos. Are they? I thought you were going to say Australians. <laughs> yeah, Late review. They're good, they're good. Yeah, <laughs> And um, it said good swimmers, and this was I actually wrote this down. It says they have been seen running into the ocean, <laughs> running. Well, do you know what makes them even more glamorous and sexy? I know, but do they do running? Yeah, they've got big feet, haven't they? Well, they bounce, they don't they? Have they? To, yeah. That's jumping yeah. now. Yeah, running. They must get onto their very tippy toes of their big feet. It must look like Oscar Pistorius yeah. running with those blades yeah. on. <laughs> A bit more famous for something else now. I know he's more famous for something else now, but we can yeah. skip Notorious. Over that, can't we? <laughs> no, but that, no, you're quite right. That's it. You'd have yeah. to run like you're on blades. I think I think they're on blades. This, this creature, you know what? I can believe it of this creature. I've never seen an animal whose chest I wanted to stroke as much as this kangaroo. Look, oh, really? oh, it's like a big, oh, if, like a lovely seat cover. I think he might be a kangaroo model or, or, a, oh, yeah. or a personal trainer. Do you know, Al, he's the David Gandhi of the, uh, so. the Roo community. 
I think of him more as Lou Ferrino. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have Frank? Did he have the jeans short with the inter- uh, no. button intact? We don't know because his waist was under the water. He's in his oh, he gear, was being he? modest, wasn't he? But um, you know, I was uh, I was in Australia once, and we went for a bit of a we went driving for a few days, just driving around. Mm-hmm. It's the only time in my life I have had to actually say, "Mind that bandicoot." And it always, always, who would have thought I would ever say that when I was growing <laughs> up in a council house in Don't even know what a bandicoot is. It's a, it's a creature. Oh, is Australian it? Australian creature. Another one. There's all sorts over there. Our, oh, play, our the place creatures. is rife with possums. They've got the oh, lot. Oh, no, them. They have got yeah. the lot. Mm. Um, are we, is it the end? Oh, I wanted to talk about the, the, whether the news. We had to text. Well, oh, we did. I just briefly, we had 092. Uh, my idiotic Eureka moment happened just three weeks ago when I found out the word news is an abbreviation for new events, weather, and sport. I don't believe that. Now, here's your homework. I want um, to email us this week about whether there's any truth in that and we'll discuss it next week. Because if that is true, I never, ever, ever knew that. That's a shocker. Mm. Shocker for me. You heard it here first, or probably second, if you know that bloke. Or woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thank you so much for listening this morning. Uh, Sarah Sarah Champion is is up next. Come on. Um, Tim Key would have been on next week if I hadn't have offended him. <laughs> and um, but thank thank you again and um, bring on the feathers. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8 a.m. on Absolute Radio across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the Southeast on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.